0: My yeah. mind is never quiet. My mind that... is only quiet when I do the bilateral stimulation. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and man. that has nothing to do with <laughs> masturbation.
1: <laughs> Did someone ask that? <laughs> no. Oh, oh.
0: <laughs> it should. Though. Oh god, you make her. We are four grown-ass women of the apocalypse. We're here to talk about business, relationships, social issues, and joy during the pandemic and beyond.
1: Hello, we are Four Grown-Ass Women of the Apocalypse, and I am Sarita Wilson, and today I'm a puppy wrangler. Oh, Not that I want to be, <laughs> but uh, we had a little puppy show up a week ago. Oh, the little baby George. Yeah, mm. the baby George. She looks just like George, and she's little. So cute. Yes, and she pooped on me today. Aww, oh, well. As puppies, so, as puppies will do. Puppies, yeah. And um, she's noisy, and she chews <laughs> on everything, and she's pooped on me, and my office smells like Puppy. So, mm-hmm. it is joyful and sucky all at yeah. the same time. <laughs> yeah, thank well, God they're
2: cute, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If she's a like a hound mix, she's got to have all the voice. I bet she goes "Haroo," <laughs> which is oh, hilarious yes.
1: and cute. Yeah, little face, and she's mm-hmm. only about ten weeks, so she's mm-hmm. pretty little still. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I will be taking her to the veterinarian today after yes. we are done recording. Yes.
2: Well, see, when I had that little hound foster puppy once with her little floppy ears, she was so darn cute. But yeah, she was full of spunk. One mm-hmm. of the spunkiest foster puppies I've ever had. But her, the how woo 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 was the cutest.
1: Adorable. I always think of the Fox and Hounds. Yes. Cartoon. Oh, that movie um, made hound, me so no. sad when I was
2: little. Yeah, no, me oh, me too. Goodness, it shouldn't be for kids. It makes them too None sad. None of the Disney movies <laughs> from our the yes. All these dead moms. We're, we're talking there.
0: about Dumbo. That's Lily's favorite Disney movie. Oh yeah, Yeah. because we she was talking about how she doesn't like it that they're making all these live action. Uh Although the Little Mermaid one, have you seen all the TikToks again with the TikToks of the people showing their children, the little girls that just not saying it. Have you seen it? Have you seen? I haven't. Oh my gosh, no. So all the TikToks of these black girls, mostly girls, some boys, some white kids too, but mostly black kids. Their parents show them the the trailer for The Little Mermaid, they don't say anything to Mm -hmm. them. They just say, look at this. And when they realize that The Little Mermaid is black, their faces Mm -hmm. and just the joy, is. you need to look it up because Mm -hmm. it will just make you feel good.
1: That's cool. My TikTok algorithm is all... Crystals and moon worshipping. <laughs> Not at all surprises. No surprise. Yes. There. With
2: joyful dirt. It's joy yeah, joyful I, dirt. I love the fact that I control your ad algorithm by just talking about weird mm-hmm. things to you and then
3: suddenly, suddenly you get Facebook ads. You know, for them. it must have something to do with people who buy things off of Facebook because mine never change.
0: Really? Okay. Well, no. oh, yeah. no, oh, like, mine do, and I don't buy anything off Facebook.
3: Oh, oh, really like mm-hmm. she's highly susceptible. Well, so like, no, I the, never
1: the s'mores house shoes. <laughs>
2: She'll buy them. I love I love how they did had to they had to clarify that slippers that looked like s'mores. Or I thought it was an ice cream sandwich, to be entirely honest. I must have not looked closely okay. enough. But they 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 made sure that we knew that they were gender neutral. Gender neutral. <laughs> I'm like, well, did, did we so, expect ice so cream sandwich or s'mores to be gendered? Back story,
1: so that our listening audience knows what the fuck we're talking about. We have wacky Facebook ads. And I got, well, some you, of got you. Joyful some Joyful Dirt. I got Joyful Dirt ads.
2: today. You, you can buy a three ounce bottle of Joyful Dirt. Yeah. I don't wonder what
1: the angry dirt would be like, but I don't know. either who's I. On the other hand, get the uh, gender neutral s'mores house slippers. That's the whole story right there. <laughs> yeah.
3: and I get, get nothing. Right.
1: <laughs> Bearman, who are you?
3: Uh, this week I am getting ready for fall. Who are you? I'm yeah. very excited. Uh, well, it's I am a, little a fall chilly prep. Today. I am a basic fall mm-hmm. bitch. Mm-hmm. It's chilly today, yes. And Kate, I don't man. know why I, I lo- well I know I was, I was about to say I don't know why I love fall but <laughs> I'm a Vermonter. You're a Vermonter. I know yeah. exactly of why I love, love fall. fall. And I really like it when it feels like fall. <laughs> Same. It's been <laughs> um, gross. And this mm-hmm. is it's been really gross hot weather and it has aligned perfectly with my chore tracker app which has told me it's time to rotate the season. Oh okay lily
0: that that little dust buster controls her life now
3: kate <laughs> dusty yes dusty in his monthly cleaning competition she
0: doesn't like it though she in fact i think she actually sent the app developer i told her he, to did she tell you she doesn't like it that because he gets he's not mean anymore he gets like sad
3: depressed because depressed. you're beating up well, on him she didn't oh. like that
0: she's like why he should be mean then i'm okay with the Beating up on the dust yeah
3: it's clearly a cultural a cultural translation difference between yeah. the japanese mm-hmm. producers of this app and the mm-hmm. american audience because i think the japanese like i think it's supposed to make you feel good that you're like yeah i'm beating him i'm beating yeah. him but if americans wanting to be on top or wanting to be on top of their cleaning they're probably not the kind of people who are going to ta- also take joy in that success meaning like the abuse of a virtual character. Yeah, called I have Dusty no the idea Bunny.
0: what you're talking about. So, I guess people should know, huh? Yeah.
3: So uh, this might actually be something good for um, people with ADHD because that's why I do it. It's a cleaning tracking app mm-hmm. called Toddy. Toddy. I don't know. T O D Y. Okay. And. What it does, you set the rooms of your house and then can set the tasks that you want to accomplish in Mm -hmm. each room and you can set when how often you want them done. Okay. And it's really gentle, like it comes up with like an orange light if something is due that day, or a red light if it's overdue. Mm -hmm. And it also kind of has like this little monthly competition with a little dust bunny named Dusty. <laughs> and the more Dusty's winning, the more he's like, <laughs> and the more you win, the more he's like, oh, my life is over. See, I'm and the this worst. this is
2: perfect for Kate Veerman, because she's competitive with everything.
3: Mm-hmm. I am. Well, but actually the reason why I like it is because I really like cleaning and I really um. like the checking off of the list mm-hmm. and especially That's the random really chores that I don't yeah. do that are not done regularly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think of to do them even when I want to like dust the ceiling fan. Okay. And so the app is great because it just tells me it doesn't actually make me feel anxious and mm-hmm. I get things done when I want to get them done or mm-hmm. I can adjust the timing of them. Mm-hmm. You can assign them to different people in your household if you have a household with multiple people mm-hmm. and that do chores. <laughs> that do chores. Yeah. And I really think that it's it's been just very helpful for me, and I recommended it to Lily, and mm-hmm. it's been very helpful for Lily.
1: So I have a funny story about your Toddy app. So I was going through my phone and cleaning shit up because I was like, what the hell is this? What the hell is this? Well, evidently, you told me about the Toddy app, and I put it on my phone, and then I forgot. <laughs> and then do anything with it. And then later, I'm like, why is this on my phone? I think somebody's sneaking in and putting stuff on my phone. <laughs> and then, days later, after I forgot about that action, you and I are talking, you're telling me about this app. And then I was like, oh, I should download this. <laughs> <laughs> whoa this cycle oh is starting God. to
3: hurt <laughs> oh the life of the life, life of, of ADHD. ADHD but yeah so that's what that's what I'm excited about is that now when the notification to rotate the seasons in my closet has come up mm-hmm. it now finally feels like the actual right season mm-hmm. to do it because I don't want to put my sweaters in the front yeah. of like my closet when it's 90 fucking degrees outside well, and
2: I, I adore how many closets and how much storage you have in your house so you can just be like okay now summer stuff's going up into that closet and winter stuff, yes. fall and winter stuff is coming down into my, you know, regularly used closet. I love rotating things like that. And I wish I had more closets, but I don't. I have yet. underbed storage. yet. yet. Yeah. <laughs> underbed storage totes. I have lots of underbed storage totes. I am Jackie Braun and I
0: don't know who I am this week. That's it. That's my the thing. great unknown. That's, yeah, it's, an, that's it's,
1: okay. it's yeah. an existential crisis
2: <laughs> for Miss Jackie Brown. Jackie and she is an enigma. Yeah, that's it. Yes, um, I am Emily Mick, and you know, I feel like last week and this week, I'm like, I am not good things because last week I was tired and this week I'm sad. Well, because okay. um, you know, my joy last week was I had six little foster kittens come to my house. And the reason I'm sad is they broke with Panluke. And I don't know if you guys know what Panluke is for cats. It's the equivalent of like Parvo in dogs, except it's a lot harder for teeny little nine ounce kittens. Little nine ounce bodies can't fight a virus as much as, you know, like a a puppy does. Because a puppy normally won't encounter, you know, Parvo until he's old enough to be, you know, out wandering around, getting onto the dirt and stuff like that. So they're normally over nine ounces, um, but tiny little kittens that come off the street, they're, they were already exposed to it. And, you know, lots of times once they start losing some of the antibodies from mom's milk, once they're away from mom, they broke with Panluke and I've lost three of them. Um, kind of every other day, um, to the point, and then the other ones started getting sick and they wouldn't eat and they were throwing up their clear foam. So the, the they're at the shelter because, um, you know, I can't, I can't tube feed them. So they're at the shelter where they can get, you know, B12 shots and IV fluids and they can be tube fed since they won't eat even syringe feeding. So it's really sad. I am very tender hearted. And it is extremely hard for me um, to lose foster babies, especially when the first one that died was my very favorite. Mm, And, you know, and actually at breakfast this morning, I was hoping that Ellie wouldn't ask me about the kittens because Ellie Beerman named these kittens. Yeah, she was. So I was just like, I didn't I didn't want to have to be like, they're at the shelter <laughs> because technically that was true that'd be yeah. true i don't yeah. like lying to children yeah. but yeah. i also don't want to make a child sad <laughs> right yeah well that's when all they're doing is asking how yeah. they are. exactly i'm mm-hmm. sorry emily mm-hmm.
1: it's i not had fun. a whole litter of puppies die years ago on me and that still sticks with me to this day i've yeah. only gone through it once yeah really
2: yeah well my facebook memories uh, kept showing me Some foster kittens I had two years ago, which also happened to be a litter that one by one, they all sort of fading kitten syndrome or something. They just all went downhill and I lost that whole litter this week two years ago oh, oh. it's that time so, of year too yeah it's oh. a time of year well and it's hard for the, kittens this time of yeah year. well shelter uh, vet told me dr tyler who's amazing like love one her of, one of my favorite people big huge um, shout out to dr dr. Tyler. dr tyler is the best most compassionate intelligent you know person ever um and i think that's why they also brought the babies into the shelter because i think she wanted to save me from the heartbreak of them dying on me if they can't mm-hmm. save them because I mean, they're more used to it. Never going to say that they're accustomed to it or mm-hmm. any any way um, desensitized to it. Because I know it hurts them just as much. Um, but apparently, the Luke has just been so bad this year that it's very very hard on kitten litters right now. Mm-hmm. So wow. that's that's spay, that's spay and neuter your animals, people.
1: Yeah, spay and neuter. That's why we, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's not as healthy as people think for. Mm-hmm. Animals to just go out and have recreational sex, mm-hmm. as much as they want to be or, able to have yeah. kittens and be. Mm-hmm. It's
2: not yeah. a natural, yeah process. And, that's and, good. And when people are like, yeah. you know, I just want to let my my cat have one litter because it mm-hmm. will be good for him, or I want my kids to experience the joy of birth. I'm like, when you let your animals have, you know, babies on purpose. It just means that you're putting more animals out in the world. Yeah, you found them all homes, but the people that wanted kittens mm-hmm. probably could have gone to the shelter and exactly. gotten kittens, mm-hmm. and they would have still had kittens, and you wouldn't have added to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm really sorry.
1: Yeah. I want to talk about today the action of surrender. Mm-hmm. So we are bitches in action right now in this, mm-hmm. in this current segment of our podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm reading a book. Called or I just got there reading a book called The Surrender Experiment with Mike, uh, written by Michael Singer. He also wrote The Untethered Soul, which is his more famous book. But The Surrender Experiment is actually about his life and how he surrendered to the ebbs and flows of life. Yeah, he just basically said yes to everything. And he ended up building like a, a big hippie community in Florida or someplace and uh, a big software company it was investigated by the FBI for <laughs> embezzlement, even or not embezzlement, <laughs> but some sort of Ill- illegal trading activity. And just this whole life where all he was just being is passive. And it got me to thinking, because I don't know that I buy into surrendering, because mm-hmm. we, as I think every one of us <laughs> in this room, tend to be action yeah, well, here's and, here's... and and railing and fighting and those kinds of actions. I think there's a time for it. it.
2: Well, yes. because, so I want
1: to talk about today, yeah. when inaction is actually action.
2: I'm a big believer in lack of action is still action. Mm-hmm. It's still saying something. It's
1: kind of like the vein of mm-hmm. rest is productive.
2: Yes, because if you think about it, a lot of times, like... People's behavior means something. It tells you something. Even if they're not saying words, their, their behavior says something. If someone is silent at a time in which you were expecting them to speak up, that's still action. They chose to be silent. That's an action. Okay. So it's lack of action is action and it communicates to you. So even if they didn't say anything or if they don't do something that you have asked them to, lack of action is still a communicated action if you say i need you to do this by this date mm-hmm. and then they just do nothing they do nothing at all that lack of action is still a very clear action that has communicated that yeah. they're not they're not wanting to they're not willing to they're not going to put in efforts
0: so something that's going through my mind, and I, it I honestly, it just came popped in my head, so mm-hmm. it's not well thought out or anything, but being passive in your life is not good. Mike's husband is passive, 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 and it's annoying.
2: Well, because we talked about when people are low maintenance, quote unquote, yeah. it's just putting a lot more yeah. cognitive and emotional labor on everyone else. Right,
0: But when you decide... This is the action I'm going to do. I'm going to start a business or I'm going Mm -hmm. to like protest this thing or whatever. I think surrender, it's an action, but it's a response Mm -hmm. to something Mm -hmm, or a non-response. My New Year's resolution, revolution thing Uh (laughs) this year was not to argue with people on Facebook. Yeah. And I have thought about it. And like, if people have something to say about my opinion or and when I say mm-hmm. I'm not going to argue, it doesn't mean I'm not going to express my opinion, mm-hmm. but, it, but I, I'm not going to argue with anybody about my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On just float it out
1: there and leave it alone.
0: And yeah. I'm just going <laughs> to if they believe something that's incorrect mm-hmm. about me based on this opinion or mm-hmm. whatever, I'm just going to let that go. I don't care.
1: And that's exactly what I feel like I was kind of rolling around in my head. And and this actually came from a Facebook situation where somebody's saying something, going around and saying something in our community that's not true, and it's irritating and this person doesn't even live in our community anymore. And I just want to keep fighting with them on I just want to keep poking in there and going, "No, this, this, this is not true." Mm-hmm. Type 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 type. Mm-hmm. Not true. Not, you know, but all that does is keep that misinformation bubbling up to the top so it is actually actively pushing through their information that they want. Whether, right. well, you know, And people are going to filter that with their filter however they're going
3: right. to do and it. We, I see it a little differently because yeah. like what Emily was saying I think is correct that like the inaction or deciding to no longer act is still an action. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if that graded you every single day and it was a struggle for you to actually maintain that, you're not actually surrendering to it. Oh, to the yeah, decision is, that I you agree. Made, that I like, agree, but I so so I'm I struggle with that. That's kind of where I see it is <laughs> that like you're I'm trying to make the it. decision
1: mm-hmm.
3: with the, of mm-hmm. inaction, which is still in action, mm-hmm. but you haven't surrendered to it yet. Correct. Yes. And I kind of like, so in Al-Anon, they talk about not surrender, but powerlessness mm-hmm. and recognizing powerlessness in certain aspects of your life because the inability to actually do something about certain situations can have a whole lot of negative consequences for you and you're not changing yeah. anything out Good there in the point. world. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And someone who goes to Al-Anon on with me has a really great quote he's like you know what it really sucks to feel like you're god but not have god's powers <laughs> like i mean because if there are things that you can't change mm-hmm. you can't change the fact that someone who doesn't live here anymore is going to continue to spread misinformation no. by trying to grasp at that all the time like you said it's, you're only giving them what they want and, and it's, it's just but not making good me for mad. you yeah and it's making you mad it's, so it's kind of like uh,
1: holding a grudge really or being mad about past mm-hmm. hurt Or a lot of things in that area Mm -hmm. is like, I think I heard once, it's like drinking poison and expecting your enemy to die. Like,
2: (laughs) all it does is fuck with me, you know, like it's just me. And kind kind of what I think both of you are touching on is something that, you know, there is an empirically supported treatment that is often used in mental health counseling called ACT, which is acceptance and commitment therapy in which you are identifying the things in which you have to accept because you do not have the ability to change them. That no matter, you know, what you've done or, you know, because maybe they're things related to another person or maybe they're related to a situation that you are powerless about. But you have to commit yourself to having more healthy and successful ways of dealing with it. So it's not necessarily like you have to, you know, because it's not about just like accept everything that happens to you. You have to Mm -mm. accept abuse or mistreatment or things like that. But it's more along the lines of, you know, committing yourself to what your actions will be in response to the things that you don't have the power to change. And we spend a lot of time talking through those things. One of the things I, you know, use in any kind of session with clients is we, I use the um, analogy of a riptide. Have you guys ever encountered a riptide at the ocean? No. I know what yeah. it is. But it well, happens. because what happens if you keep fighting against the riptide? If you get caught in a riptide and you're being pulled out, and that's why I thought of this, especially when you said that guy talks about the ebbs and flows of life, and you want to fight against this every time it comes up. What happens if you are fighting against a riptide trying to get out? I'm, you're just going ex- you like to You're, you're, you're going to exhaust yourself, mm-hmm. and the riptide will pull you under. So the, yeah. the safest way to handle the riptide is, is just to understand that it will eventually deposit you out and you Mm -hmm. need to save your energy for the swim back to shore. So a riptide is sometimes you just have to Write, write it, it out, it out. Mm-hmm. write it out, and just know eventually it so will just spit you out, and actually, you have the energy to go back. Sorry, I'm talking right over yeah. you. Uh, that was actually
1: going with the flow was the next <laughs> thing that I had on. Uh, yeah. Action of surrender and going with the flow were kind of the mm-hmm. the topics. But one that I would like to point out because we have Emily Mick in the room is that in the dog world, I often call the way I handle dogs. A lot of times, I call it jujitsuing the dog, meaning that I let their inertia carry them to where I want them to go. Mm-hmm. So I I know what things that dogs want to do. They want to go play with that dog over there. They mm-hmm. want to go fight. They want to go home. They want to go to food. You know, there are things that they want. Some mm-hmm. of them want to go to their kennel at the end of the day. So I ultimately open a kennel door and mm-hmm. let them go where they want to go within mm-hmm. reason. And since I've had surgery recently... I'm having to use that magic a little more often because mm-hmm. I can't actually physically handle the dogs. So I'm, I'm wondering in what what cases in life where if we just use the, uh, the inertia of what's going on, kind of like the riptide, and it spits you out on the end of it. Mm -hmm. Then you have the energy to do what you need to do when you all get to the kennel door that the dog wants to go through anyways. And it happens a lot in dog (laughs) world whenever people are coming to doggy daycare. Dog's the most excited it's ever been in its whole life. (laughs) Wants to go in, and the owner is being dragged the whole way in and trying to struggle with this dog all the way in. And I always say, let it go. Once you're in the door, of course, mm-hmm. you know, let it go because mm-hmm. they're going where you want them to go. Yeah. And the big fat Greek wedding, which I think is terribly patriarchal, but the woman says, "Oh, that the, I, yeah, this
0: is what I thought of when you started talking mm-hmm. about, let them go where they want to go. Yes. Uh-huh. So
1: the man's maybe the head of the family or I don't know how she, what the exact quote was, but the man is the head of the family, but the wife for the woman is the neck that controls the head. You let him think, let him think, him think he's... it's his idea. Yeah. I hate that concept.
3: Mm-hmm. Eh. I was going to say you're... I disagree with that and I'm, while i well I was trying to think about it earlier and while I think that the kind of let him go where they want to go works with dogs. Mm-hmm. I think in a lot of situations what we're talking about here like when, like when Emily mm-hmm. was talking about like act therapy and things like that mm-hmm. like there are things that you're going to be struggling with that you either can't because it's not good for yourself to just let them go or you don't want to go with them yeah that's absolutely mm -hmm. true that's why like to me
1: i think that we're both saying the same thing is is i think what i'm trying to get at is be recognizing when it's a moment that you can let the inertia
3: win right well i think Mm -hmm. that yeah to me that that's more of like kind of going back to the recognizing the things that you can't you know when you're struggling Mm -hmm. against the leash is the whole point it's protecting yourself that like in that moment by recognizing What it is that you can't actually do anything about, no matter how much energy you throw into it, no matter how much Mm -hmm. you're pulling back on the leash, is that by recognizing that you don't have to tug on the leash anymore, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or that no matter how hard you tug on it, it's not going to change where that leash is going, Mm -hmm. because in the end, you don't get to control that. It frees you also from the expense of the energy, but also the feeling of resentment or Mm -hmm. guilt with yourself that you weren't able to do it. And to me, I think that's the more, instead of like, how do you aim it? It's more for yourself the recognition of that isn't like to achieve an outcome. It's more what you're doing to yourself inside or preserving for yourself inside, regardless of the outcome, because sometimes you're not going to have control over that outcome. Anyway, Absolutely. I think,
1: I think for me is really just as a person who's just probably as a trauma response, Emily, I'll let you weigh in on that, <laughs> but this isn't Sarita's personal therapy session, but I've always tried to control everything. And I, you know, it's, I'm a, probably a workaholic and these, you know, Mm -hmm. this kind of a physical action is kind of my go to Mm -hmm. in or even verbal action. Those non-tangible actions are harder for me. Mm-hmm. Those ones where you have to just be like, okay, I need to be okay in the moment of right now. There's nothing I can do to control the situation. I think it, for me, I really get caught up in control and action. Yeah. So for me, I really, really, really want to re- recognize those times when the outcome is going to be the same. No matter how much Sarita slams her hand yeah. in the door mm-hmm. well, because or whatever. Think, you know.
2: Think about a situation I, I had on the the Facebooks lately where um, you know someone got mad at me because I set them a boundary. This is the free cycle situation and then she sent me a message you know saying that you know I need to be nicer to people because I'm a therapist in town and she was like vaguely threatening that she could do something to my business. She thought I was a brand new therapist. She was wrong. She was very wrong and she had just graduated OU so I'm just like okay if we want to talk about who's brand new in the field and who probably knows your supervisor. Don't worry I'm not going to blackball someone i'm not petty like that but she was vaguely implying that she could maybe do something to take my business down if i weren't nicer to her and given and and i just you know here's the thing she's gonna be mad that she didn't get her way no matter how i respond so i responded with thank you for that feedback have a nice day it's amazing how much
1: that non-response can really make people Mm -hmm. mad that is true. And that's another that example true. of You can't in action. Yeah. Like I didn't do anything. No. We had a mutual mm-hmm. friend one time do that where we, they were like, I just wanted to apologize for XYZ and we were all like, Okay, thank you. And then now this person yeah. goes around town like trashing because she's yeah. so mad at us. I have know. found I this has, actually yeah. to
3: be very effective <laughs> recently in my life, mm-hmm. especially in the last six months. Yes. Um It's called gray rocking because especially Mm -hmm. when it comes to like narcissists, they Mm -hmm. feed off of the attention. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter if it's positive attention or negative attention. Mm -hmm. And actually the best way to deal with a narcissist who wants attention is to give them none. I give them literally nothing.
2: Be as boring as a gray rock, essentially. Yeah. Give them those, you know, nothing I that encourages it. it further. You know, you, they are having a conversation with a, a gray rock or trying to get a response out of a rock.
1: I don't know that I have a gene that allows
0: this yeah. for
2: me in my world. <laughs>
0: See? Well, and I think and, the motivation yeah. mm-hmm. for all of this should not be to anger someone uh-uh. or get no. them or no. make them
2: That's not what feel boundaries bad. are for. It's, right
0: for you to be able just to let it go and not worry about
3: it. Right. Well, yeah. is about a, protecting it's, yourself. It's a, yeah. you it's not you about needling I do think that
1: ADHD lends well to that. And I've actually talked myself through the object impermanence thing mm-hmm. where like, Sarita, give this 17 seconds and it's going to disappear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, why yeah. do I'm, it, the more I stew on it, it's in my head and it's, me I'm doing it to myself yeah so it makes me nuts I've let so much
0: stuff go in the past couple of years I've just the stuff that I can't
2: control of course not everything because mm -hmm. you know
0: yeah but the stuff that I can't control I've just been able to
2: just let it all go see the way the way you know you can think about it is um just sort of like let go of the emotion take but keep the knowledge yeah you know the things you learn I do you know I've really focused a lot on just sort of like seeing who people are, seeing who's safe. And if I see something where I, you know, I'm able to observe that, oh, okay, this person is not safe. I adjust my behavior accordingly. Because, you know, when I see certain associations or certain posts and certain tags, and, and I'm like, who are you okay with? Mm-hmm. And if you are okay with someone that you recognize imparted significant harm upon me, okay. You are not safe. So, those kind of things, when um, we just observe how someone chooses to act, you know, we don't have to make any action to them about it, but we can make action for ourselves. And that's surrendering to the point in which we don't have to confront them about it or demand loyalty out of them, because loyalty is not loyalty if it's demanded, you know, but we can adjust our behavior accordingly. I have what I call the Mitch Hedberg fire exit philosophy. Okay. I don't know this. Because forever. Mitch Hedberg is the comedian that said that, you know, if you're flammable and you have legs, you're never blocking a fire exit. Because obviously, if a fire starts, you're just going right out. You're not blocking it. Mm-hmm. And so it's essentially like you're not going to stay there and get burned. Why would you stay there and get burned when you could just leave? So if I'm able to not go into a situation that will be harmful to me or potentially harmful to me, I'm perfectly fine not and people are always like but then they win if you leave they win or I if you think don't go that they might win. be my catch
1: oh is i'm like i,
2: I in this but here's yeah. the thing you know because this is something i had a conversation with some of, of I, my, I feel you i'm right there with you i don't know I, why you I, I, <laughs> I have this thing with my jujitsu guys and they they know the reasons why i won't go to a lot of things you know to support stuff i love i love my jujitsu buddies and things like that but i do not want to be at the tournaments i do not want to be at the rage in the cage because there are people there who aren't safe for me i don't want to be in the same giant huge building where I might encounter them and my guys are always just like but then that's letting them win you know that's letting them win if you don't go and I'm like here's the thing for me maintaining my emotional safety and my peace is winning yeah if someone else thinks that they won because I chose not to be around them I'm like, well, that just shows already how toxic someone is. If they think me avoiding them means they won.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So I was going to say that. Yeah. They can think they won. They may have won for themselves. Mm -hmm. But if I continue to do this, then they're winning. Yeah. I, yeah. if, because it's going to continue to affect me but if I let it go and they think they won mm-hmm. I'm actually winning for myself yeah. and that's the important I, part I, I,
2: pa- I particularly and can I just interject as a counselor I hate the phrase let it go because oh. letting it letting it go lots of let times get mis- misused in wrong situations where it's just sort of like invalidate your own feelings don't consider it so I hate the phrase let it go because it's just thrown around so much I think in here though when we're talking about letting it go we're talking about process through the feelings it has understand it and then choose to manage it in the way that's safe for so you that's what we're talking about when we say let it go in I'll here
1: I'll add manage it you, you said manage it in the way that's safe for you Uh huh. so in that moment in action uh-huh. action for yourself.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, we just brought it around. <laughs> brought it around. Yes. So I
1: threw this topic <laughs> out today going, I don't really know what it means, what uh-huh. I'm trying to think
2: of. think well, yeah. it's a good thing we talked about it. I well, think it was can, cool can that I, we
1: talked
0: it through. Can,
2: can I say one more bit about yeah. the, the sort of inaction and, and surrender? Because when you brought this topic up, I really started thinking about it in terms of boundaries and stuff like that, because like what Jackie said earlier about how our boundaries are not to punish other people or to control other people, but they are to communicate to other people that here is my line and here's, you know, here's the the door you can use. But if you choose not to use the door, because that's all your choice, I'm not trying to control you with my boundary. Boundaries Mm -hmm. are not to control other people. Boundaries are to say, but this is what my response will be. You know, it's essentially Mm -hmm. like, here's my boundary. And if that boundary is not maintained, I make a choice to do something. And there is a lot of surrender in understanding that about boundaries. Because you have to understand that sometimes you can desperately want someone to understand your boundary and respect it, and they don't. So then you have to feel sad about doing the healthy good thing for you by behaving the way in which you need to in response to their lack of acceptance of your boundaries because it hurts and you have to surrender that, that risk. Essentially, every time I set a boundary with someone, we take that risk that they're not going to follow it and I'm going to have to do something that I feel sad about or they get upset with me about, but I'm maintaining my boundaries and I have to deal with a lot of hurt because I took the, that risk of understanding that I have to surrender to the will of them when I set a boundary. And I think that's one of the most important things to think about when it comes to boundaries and action and this concept of surrender because we're not trying to control them. We're just controlling ourselves, and
1: the healthy ones of us hel- are yeah, not trying <laughs> to control yes, anything. Yes. Well, mm-hmm. I think that mm-hmm. we should transition to
2: joy. Joy.
1: That was a really good, robust discussion on mm-hmm. a weirdly complicated. Yeah. Well, topic. I like our
2: I like our very complex philosophical topics. I'll bring and it of course with those. All, all of us come from our different perspectives. All the which different I love. perspectives, mm-hmm. which it
1: makes us a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, my joy today is the book that I just finished called The Surrender Experiment by Michael Singer. And here's a quote from that. Uh, I am so grateful that surrender had taught me to willingly participate in life's dance with a quiet mind and an open heart. And I like that. And that's what I want. Mm -hmm. My
2: mind is never quiet. My mind
0: is never quiet. My mind is only quiet when I do the bilateral stimulation. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And that has nothing to do with (laughs) masturbation.
1: (laughs)
3: Did someone ask that? No. Oh. It should. Oh,
1: God. You make me laugh.
3: (laughs) Need a trigger warning on that for Serena. My joy is also that. You got a haircut. I did get a haircut. I'm really happy about my haircut because I haven't had a significant length cut off my hair in years. Like probably at least two years. So That's I got it. That's why you
0: look different today. Not that you got a haircut, but your hair is always up when I see you. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, part, part of the reason why my hair is up is A, because there's so much of it, and B, because it's in such bad condition that it was taking forever to do anything with it. <laughs> so I never wanted to do anything with it. But now it's a lot shorter and it's a lot healthier. Mm-hmm. And so maybe I'll actually be able to do something with it. You should get the little twisty thing that I tried. Yeah.
2: Because it's only $9
3: so. and it was actually really easy.
2: Because we all know... That I have two hairstyles up and down. That's not even, I don't even have hairstyles. That's really, it's really my caterpillar. My
3: hairstyle is up with the occasional down. Yeah. It was actually Ellie the other day who was Mm -hmm. like, Mama, can you wear your hair not in a hair tie for a while? (sighs) Oh. Yeah. What's the twisty thing?
2: Oh, okay. So it's like this weird foamy tube with satin on it I picked satin because my hair frizzes easy but apparently if you can get a velvet one holds your hair better and you like literally put it on your head before you go to bed and then you take your hair in little bits and you twist it around and you grab more and you twist it around and you just twist it down and then you put a scrunchie at the bottom and see see my hair's a little bit curly curly uh-huh. today Yeah, it's because, the narrator
1: says that Emily Mick's hair is quite curly and beautiful
2: yes I have princess hair on yeah since we're on pod this is not video but then you sleep in it and then you wake up in the morning and you just unclip it and you undo the things and you go poop, 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 and you pull it up and you got all these curls oh. I today was last night was my first time using it and I you know I feel like I can do better because I didn't know what I was doing mm-hmm. so now I have all these you know little tweaks in which next time it will be more successful
0: my joy this week is welcome to Wrexham
1: what also not masturbation? No, no, not masturbation, not rectum.
0: No, not rectum. Okay, <laughs> welcome to Rexum is on. It's on who? I watched on Hulu, but I think it's on Apple also. So Ryan Reynolds. Oh, I love him. Oh, I love Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds him. and so it is about masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> For some people, it is. Uh, Ryan Reynolds and Rob. I don't know his last name. He's on Always Sunny in Philadelphia. They bought a football club in Wales. Oh,
3: fun! I
0: knew this. Oh,
3: right? I heard about this. I didn't know that's what it was called, though. Yeah,
0: so it's in the town is called Wrexham. Uh-huh, oh, and okay. it's spelled W. Like wait, W wait, wait, wait. R. Um,
2: is this like a reality show? Like they actually it's, did buy a football yes, club. Yes, they
0: did. <gasps> and and they filmed like the process. And this little football club was like I don't know anything about soccer, like mm. how it works but it was at the very bottom uh, like it was sucked Mm -hmm. it was terrible and they bought it and apparently it's not like american football where once you're in like the nfl you're in the nfl it's like you can work your way up to Mm -hmm. a better league Mm -hmm. and with their celebrity and of course, the money they're putting into it, and really the care that they have—they have like done so much for this town and for the people who were very skeptical when they bought it. They're like, "Oh
3: God, what are they going to do?" <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: But they it's have like brought Ted Lasso. S-
3: yes, it is. That's that's the way it was described <laughs> okay. on what I've listened to. Um,
0: and they interview the people in the town and the players and all. It is bringing me
2: such joy. I want to watch it. it, it I love so, Ryan Reynolds.
0: And Ryan Reynolds, like, he just seems like a real genuine guy. I
2: love Ryan Reynolds.
0: And so much. he's not, it's not like the Ryan and Rob, like, it's not mm-hmm. all about them. It's about the football club. Mm-hmm. But how they, of course, they're in it and they they're funny and all of that yeah. stuff. Um, but it has just brought me such joy. I started watching. I'm like, eh, I don't know if I'm gonna like this. And mm-hmm. I just got because I don't care about soccer. Um, I got, just got hooked because it's so what they're doing is so amazing. And it's such a heartwarming show. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's on uh, FX.
2: And Hulu. It's on yeah. Okay. Hulu yeah FX on okay. Hulu. okay I think I would watch that because I I, watch I will watch anything that involving like Ryan Reynolds being himself mm-hmm. because I that, love those that gosh ma- I'm sorry I keep oh, talking over that's you. okay uh, the the commercials that he and Hugh Jackman did together oh yeah those mm-hmm. things I love oh my gosh Ryan I'll, Reynolds is just a clever fun witty dude I, his his personality is very attractive and then just add in the fact that he has you know a, a nice, nice i almost called meat package, but I'm talking about like the body <laughs> to go with the personality. But wow. then I realized I shouldn't say meat package. Wow, that was a steamy both, reference. Both, both of those words sound like I'm talking about his junk. <laughs> I don't know why. I was thinking like human beings have personality and then they have this like their meat in, suit. Me, yes. Their meat suit. That
1: they're, that's not, not their meat
2: package. That doesn't does sound any better. The meat package is a
1: specific location on some meat
2: suits. <laughs> And then we need a meet-cute. What? You know, a meet-cute. I don't know what that is. You don't know what a meet-cute is? Is that a real thing? A meet-cute is in traditional movie screenwriting, you know, um, is how the individuals meet each other. The meet-cute is when the two important characters oh, meet each other. That's yeah. a meet-cute. I oh, didn't know that. You didn't, didn't know, know about
1: meet-cutes? Mm-hmm. I mean, I just figured out what segue was recently. So.
0: Oh... Segway yes. the thing that you ride on or segue <laughs> the, Segway language. the oh language?
1: <laughs>
0: oh, I'm sorry.
1: The, the, I, I just shut up the for segway. the rest of the podcast. <laughs> Jackie keeps making me laugh. Okay, we're way off the rails. Well, anyway, okay.
0: welcome to Wrexham.
2: It's great if you mm-hmm. haven't watched it, watch it. Okay, I like that. I'm going to have to watch it. Um so my joy is on Sunday I have a forest witch photo shoot. Oh with yay! Freya. Yes um my friend Jessica Woods owns Two Sticks Photography down in Alex Oklahoma and um, okay, her name is Jessica Woods. Jessica Woods. She has Two Sticks Two Sticks Photography, Photography. and you're doing yes. a forest and you're doing a
1: forest I just want to make sure we all forest. understand how incredibly cute this is. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Well, that's why it's called two sticks because you know sometimes people who have a last name it's either Wood or Woods, Uh and And she'd always be like, "It's Woods, two sticks." You know, like plural. Oh, that's so cute! Adorable. She's freaking adorable. She's. Can't wait to see this. Well, she also you know a little shout out to her. She's incredible with weddings and engagements, and she does boudoir. So if anyone in our listener ever needs a really good boudoir, I don't I've know why I always say it that wanted way. to do that. Do it, Jackie. Do we it. We should do a boudoir. Yes, photo shoot. I don't know. Thank you for saying it the way I was doing it too.
0: Yeah, um, I don't. I don't say that word. No. Yeah.
1: Why don't you say the word? Because I can't say it right. I sound no. dumb. Okay, I have oh. one. Armoire?
2: I, I can't I say that either. Armoire? Or is it foyer? Is it foyer? foyer? Which one is right. it? Okay. Are we French? Are we My gosh, not? you guys. Yeah. Okay, but anyway. Just... my <laughs> Okay, anyway. <laughs> but, <laughs> but with... Uh... Sarita. <laughs>
3: Poor Sarita. <laughs> with, we did that to yourself. With the, <laughs> yeah. the photo
2: shoot, since, you know, since Freya is a very raggedy looking rescue, she kind of looks like, you know, kind of a little bit of a wild forest dog kind of thing and you know i have this like long dark green velvet i am so excited to see what you wear and i found a like cream like off the shoulder peasant blouse that goes all the way down to my feet at goodwill i have this little like um what are they called the little thing that goes here in the medieval times and then well and then (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I guess it's a belt, but it but it's the, more of like a corset. It's a kind corset? of like a corset, yeah. Okay. But it's but it's just sort of shaped like that, and then you know the little um, the wrist guards, as if you're an archer. Oh. And I don't know if I should take along my coffee um, my coffee drinking <laughs> crown or not. For those I'm who so don't so know, for my those... I
3: first, was like I don't know if I should bring my coffee cup. <laughs> <laughs> It could be an ad yeah. for a Yellow Dog. A Yellow
0: Dog. So, <laughs> this
3: image,
2: yes. my life. coffee drinking crown. Whole for whole for those who don't
0: know, I don't know. I oh, don't
2: know you what don't, you're talking you about. You don't know about my coffee drinking crown? All right. So, a while ago, I found this really cute little crown at a thrift store. And I decided that it would be my coffee drinking crown. Because you need a reason to wear it. I de- well, and I, and every morning when I'm drinking my co- coffee, I have this badass fucking crown on my head. Because <laughs> I start my I day. I love that. I, we all need a coffee drinking crown. I start crown. my day oh. drinking coffee wearing a crown. Oh, my
0: gosh. I love that so much. I will yep. send you a picture of yes. my coffee crown. Yes. Yes, it's just bring it with and just take one with it. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think you definitely need to. I'll a bring photo it in. with. Yeah, that there's on. my crown. Mm-hmm. Okay, well that's so much joy there, and uh-huh. um, I just want to say a couple things. Ryan Reynolds TikToks where he just moves his eyes back and forth are freaking hilarious. By the way,
0: TikTok is a sponsor of his football club. They have TikTok on their jerseys.
1: What? That's yeah, funny. I didn't know
2: TikTok sponsored anyone I didn't or didn't anything.
1: But, wow. Um and then also Mason used to say to infinity. Baby on <laughs>
3: <laughs> Sorry, Mason. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know where that came from.
1: Every time I hear anything that's a French word, I always think of him saying baby on. <laughs> we, we, well, what did he call hamburgers? Have. Ingeberg's I swear he lived another life as some sort of Jordan called, medieval and thing. We
0: still call it that now as adults. Oatmeal was mm-hmm. emo, okay. and we oh. still say emo. So okay, we so, still say Ingeberg's mm-hmm. a So lot.
2: in my house, we still say surple instead of syrup because uh-huh. as a child, I thought it rhymed, rhymed with purple. <laughs> <laughs> I pronounced it serple. so okay. we, we call it surple,
1: surple in my house. Yeah, Ingebergs? And we, we should <laughs> well
3: Ellie He's Ellie punched. eats baby Bill cheese oh Aww, baby Bill, Bill. Baby Bill? Just can't. They can't. They can't get her to type it's like Bill Hickman
1: yeah. <laughs> Bill Bill okay all right well that's all for us today that's thanks for listening for to our nonsense team. yes
0: you can find us at fourgrownasswomen.net or on Facebook and Instagram at fourgrownasswomen and we will see you hopefully in two weeks because that is going to be our new schedule if we can pull it off right.
3: good yeah, work we'll see weeks. you
2: soon we'll see you we'll you soon bye this is Emily here and I just want to remind everyone that the thoughts opinions reactions and overall concepts discussed during the course of this podcast are expressed solely in my role as Emily Mick woman with thoughts and opinions on things and not as Emily Mick professional counselor None of what I discuss during the course of the podcast is mental health treatment, advice, or counseling and does not represent any counseling or professional relationship with any fellow members of the podcast or listeners of the podcast. Though I may draw upon my professional background in education when discussing podcast topics, I am doing so as a private individual having a discussion with friends.
0: Thank you for listening to these four grown ass women of the apocalypse. Be sure to subscribe on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. And find us online at foregrownasswomen.net or on Facebook at Women. We'll see you next week.